It's not just talking cards. It's a collection conversation with the pros. This is Off Center with Tony Reed. Hey, this is Off Center with Tony Reed. This is the launch of a brand new sports card podcast. And we'll give you a little background right off the bat. The beauty of this is in its simplicity. I'm going to be talking to some of the best athletes to ever grace the sports world about their involvement and interest in sports collectibles. And that's it. That's what we're going to talk about. Sports cards, memorabilia. That's it. Um, I'm also going to have industry leaders, insiders, celebrities, sports personalities, and a number of people on the podcast in the coming weeks. Um, we're going to cover hot topics, news, notes, and other aspects of as you well know, the ever-changing sports card memorabilia market. Of course, anything we're doing, we're going to add a little uh, little dash of humor, so uh, we're going to keep it light as well. And to be honest, we already have about two years' worth of content, so we're going to get this thing rolling now. So this is our rookie card episode. This is episode number one. Um, co-host, a lot of legendary figures are going to be on this show, but right now, co-host Chad Evans a legend in his own right, owner of Stone State Entertainment. What's going on, man? Yeah, thanks for having <laughs> me on. Look at you with your podcast. Look at this. This is like my like seventh podcast. You're doing great. <laughs> so, Look at uh, you go, man. Yeah. Speaking of legends, we have to start the show off with a bang, right? We have to. I can't believe you talked to this guy on the phone. Yeah. The one and only, the GOAT. Mr. Jerry Rice, the greatest football player of all time, in my opinion, and many others. We're the same age. Yeah, yeah. In our teenage years, and younger, there wasn't a figure in the NFL that I admired more than Jerry Rice. He was everything. The greatest of all time. The GOAT. You talked to him on the phone. I did. I did. And again, not to throw bouquet after bouquet at Mr. Throw Rice. Throw the bouquets. We throw can. them all day long. <laughs> when he retired, every receiving record, every category, every number, any record you could possibly hold, he held, still holds to this day. Even in a past happy NFL, his numbers still look unimaginable to guys. I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable what he did over the and years. And he'd done it all with class. Yes, 100%. 100 percent the best so the uh, best we're gonna obviously talk to jerry um we're gonna have the rice price that was part of our our uh, conversation was the record sales of his rookie cards over the past few months and i joke with people it's like the stock market but literally every day cards are selling for a higher and higher and higher rate since i spoke to him there have been two <laughs> more records set on sales of his rookie cards so uh, just off the chart. So we'll get to all that with him. We'll do some Super Bowl shuffling since we're in the Super Bowl season. Okay. Have some info, some other goat talk, if you will, between uh, Tom Brady collectibles, Patrick Mahomes collectibles. So Okay. Some, just in time for the big game. Just in time. So some ridiculous numbers with those guys' cards as well. So, so are we going to hear Jerry Rice? We're going to hear him. What, right. You want to hear Jerry Rice right now? I want to hear the interview that you had with... The GOAT, Jerry Rice. All right, here it is. Mr. Jerry Rice, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you again for taking some time. I truly appreciate it. No, thanks for having me on. Yeah, so uh, the obvious place to start, being the aforementioned GOAT, you know, you've signed your name and autograph countless times over the years for fans. Do you remember the very first time you were asked for your autograph? And if so, could you share that story with us? 
Oh my God, the very first time. I really don't recall the very first time, uh, but I, I think when I when I got to San Francisco and after flying on an airplane, after getting drafted, I flew into Oakland and I uh, I stepped off the airplane and there were so many cameras <laughs> and so many people there. It scared me. I wanted to go back on the airplane <laughs> and fly back to Mississippi. Yeah, but I. I I got to the San Francisco 49ers. That's when it hit me that you know people really wanted my autograph and 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 they wanted to uh, sort of get up close and personal and and, and just hang out with me. So yeah. I felt you know really uh, special. Absolutely. And speaking of fan interactions, is there, is there one that sticks out for you over the course of your career? Is there a, maybe a memorable fan interaction or story that, that comes top of mind? No, you know, I think it's just when I when I'm in the in the airport and uh, I'm traveling, if I'm running or something like that, you know, I see people. They they look at me, they recognize me, and then once I get to the gate or something like that, they'll come over and they want me to sign something or take a picture. So you know, those are really special occasions. Uh, I, I couldn't just you know just point out one to you, but you know I try to always uh, make myself uh, accommodating uh, to sign autographs and also take pictures. Very cool, very cool stuff. So moving on to the cards, your rookie cards in 1986 tops, and recently one sold for twenty nine thousand five hundred dollars, only to be topped a few days later for one that sold over thirty one thousand dollars. I know it hit your radar because you had posted on social media. A, what are your thoughts on such an amazing sale? And B, how did how did how did that story hit your radar? Actually, hey, you know what? It still it still uh, blows me away completely. I'm gonna be honest with you. You know because you know the rookie card. Uh, you know that's a, a very special card, but I had no idea that it would sell for so much. <laughs> saw yourself on a trading card, whether it was that one or another card? Do you remember the first time you physically saw yourself on a card? Yeah, you know, it's funny because I was never really a, a card collector or anything like that. And, and it, it's like, when people bring me stuff, it's sort of, it's sort of like a surprise because it's almost like I'm seeing it for the first time. Yeah. And, you know, because I don't go, I don't, I, if you ask me how many cards do I have, I really don't know. But I know about that rookie card, <laughs> you know, because it's like, you know, you know, that's a very special card when you get, you know, drafted to the NFL. But, yeah, you know, everything is a surprise to me. I, I don't take it for granted or anything like that. And, and I have had people to bring me, like, pictures for me to autograph. And it's my first time seeing this, but... <laughs> I know exactly what I was doing when I see that picture. Wow. 
I know that play. I, I know exactly what happened. I, I know the, the situation that we were in, and you know, uh, you know, uh, to make that catch or you know, or something like that, that uh, really helped us to uh, win that football game. That's that's amazing to hear. And you're obviously known for your meticulous preparation and the amount of work you put in. Where did where did that originate? Where did that work ethic come from? Where did that meticulous nature originate? I guess. I think that work ethic came from. My parents. My father was a bricklayer, and uh, during the summer he would take me to work with him, and it was very demanding work. And we would get started like seven in the morning. We'd get done around about four o'clock. And if I didn't, if I didn't, uh, you know, uh, if I, if I didn't do what I was supposed to do, we got disciplined a certain way in Mississippi, and you didn't want to get disciplined that way. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> So I think a lot of that work ethic came from my, my parents and, and just, you know, just enjoying everything that you do. And and it just taught me the, the meaning of hard work and dedication. And, and I sort of, you know, brought that uh, on to the San Francisco 49ers because I'm, I'm going to give you one example of that. When I first came in as a rookie, I caught a ball on the five-yard line and I went 95 yards. Hmm. And I remember, I remember with Dwight Clark, Freddie Solomon, Joe Montana, and they were all like, "What is this rookie doing? <laughs> you know, he, you know, he's gonna slow down practice because if I go uh, 95 yards, I got to jog all the way back and, and line up again and get ready for the next play." But then it became a standard, and uh, and after that, everything else was history. That's that's amazing, amazing stuff. So speaking of of the accomplishments, I mean the records are are seemingly endless. Which one record or accomplishment maybe are you most proud of from your playing career? Which one that I'm most proud of? I, I think I was just more proud of whatever I put that uniform on and just playing in front of sixty thousand people. I never wanted to let them down. Uh, it was not about the records. Mm. It was about, you know, winning ball games for uh, my teammates, uh, the organization, San Francisco 49ers, Eddie DeBarlow, the greatest owner ever, not letting my family back down, not letting them down back in Mississippi. So it's like every time I put that uniform on, it was like my, my little playground. And I had so much fun, so I never looked at it like it was a job. It was just fun for me to go out and entertain so many people. You know, you know, I, I can point and say Jim Brown's record because you know when I broke his record, uh, it was real special. Uh, Jim had, a, I think he had 126 touchdowns, and I, when I broke his record on that Monday night against the Raiders, I remember watching that game. <laughs> yeah, I literally man, remember so that watching was real that. <laughs> Because, because I feel, I feel uh, Jim Brown was the greatest player to ever play the game. Mm. And to, to achieve something like that. And, and you know football is not an individual sport. It's a team sport. And to be able to celebrate that, celebrate that with all my teammates is just something I'll never forget. And I'm sure my teammates, you know, they were just happy to be a part of that too. Yeah, and you know, we, we mentioned Mississippi a lot and, and growing up. As a young kid, who inspired you, whether it be athletes or people in your personal life, who inspired you to, to truly, you know, rise and strive to be to be great in whatever you chose to do? 
And you know what? God, you know, it's like, it's almost like it was a scenario where it was like far, uh, far as gone. Mm. I, I was running, and I didn't know the reason why I was running. Hmm. That was before I even started playing football. So it, it's almost like I was destined to do something really special. And because uh, my mom, she used to ask me all the time. It, I mean, you know, it would be like 12 o'clock in the day. And my mom would be like, son, why are you out here running? <laughs> and it's like over 100 degrees. But I feel like it was just one of those things where I, I was destined for. And uh, I just took uh, every little advantage, uh, and I worked hard. I didn't take any shortcuts. I loved what I was doing, and I just uh, I got everything out of football that I wanted to get out of football. Yeah, very cool. So speaking of, of childhood, did you collect anything as a kid? Did you collect cards or Transformers or GI Joe? Did you collect anything oh, as a kid? Oh yeah, yeah. Let me let me back up a little bit because. What inspired me is that I remember uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. You had Tony Hill, you had Drew Pearson, mm-hmm. uh, you had Roger Strawback and all that. And Dallas was my team back in the day. It was America's team. Yeah. So, you know, and I always thought I was going to be a Dallas Cowboy, but this is how this unfolded. So, you know, we talk about destiny and stuff like that. San Francisco traded with the New England Patriots to get down to that 16th spot. And Dallas had the next pick. So uh, San Francisco traded down, and uh, then I get the call from the, the greatest coach ever saying that, hey, we're going to make you the 16th player taken in the draft to the San Francisco 49ers. And I, I, I just couldn't believe that. And then I, I thought about Montana, uh, Dwight Clark, you know, Freddie Solomon, Roger Craig, all those guys. And, and running line, just being a part of that dynasty. And so that was like, you know, that was something that was really special to me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And switching back to, to collectibles, you know, like we said, with the numerous awards, records, do you have a, a man cave or a trophy room or a shrine that kind of just displays all that you've done over the course of your career? Now, you know, if I did that, I, I don't think we it would be uh, livable. <laughs> we wouldn't even live in the house. Uh, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> uh, you know, it's been funny, but, you know, I give all the credit to my to my teammates. But, you know, after playing for so many years and just laying everything out on the line, there are certain things in the house that, you know, that, that I'll hold on to. But I was never really a big collector of, uh, you know, memorabilia and all that stuff. Yeah. One last I, thing. I think, I'm sorry. I think, I think the thing is, it's all in my head, man. It's, it's like the memories, and it's just something, you know, that I can always, you know, think about. Or I can see a picture or something like that. I can see a card, and I can reflect on exactly what I was thinking at that moment. Man, that truly is. That is amazing. That's like savant level stuff. That's 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 incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, one last thing before I let you go. I, uh, I've done a number of these interviews now, and I, I, I spoke to Brian Dawkins a while back. And during our conversation, he kept referring to Lil Doc, like meaning himself as a younger kid. And he kept saying, and I asked him finally at the end of the conversation, I said, what would Lil Doc think about the man you've become? So I'm going to ask Jerry, what would little Jerry think of, of all that you've accomplished and all that you've done in your life as an adult? Smell the roses. Mm. I could never smell the roses. 
<laughs> and even, I, I think uh, I am probably as ambitious now, you know, being out of football than when I played football. Wow. And I think it's just part of me. I always give 100%. I, you know, I pour my heart into whatever I'm doing. And I think really that's my trademark. I, I think when people think about, uh, you know, me, they don't think about, you know, the talent. They don't think about all of that. They think about the hard work, mm. you know, the sweat and the tears and stuff like that. And uh, that was part of my persona. And, and I think when people think about all the records and all the games and stuff like that, they reflect back on, like, hey, he was the hardest working uh, player to ever play the game. And, and that's real special for me. Absolutely. Well, that's all I have for you, Mr. Rice. It's truly been an oh, honor and a pleasure. I, I really appreciate you taking the time. And I'll keep in touch with Sasha and let you know when this goes to print. I'm pushing for a cover story, so you know, I'll get some copies out to, to her. And again, an absolute honor. I've watched you as a kid and consider you the GOAT. So thank you so much for the time. It's truly been an honor, sir. Hey, thank you so much. And that means the world to me. Okay, you have a great day. Well, there you have it, Chad. There was the interview with Jerry Rice. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. When he's talking, I felt that I was 11 years old again. <laughs> That's how I felt through most of the conversation, to be completely honest with you. Holy it was just cow. Amazing. Another another thing that you and I had gone back and forth about that you always kind of get a, a chuckle out of is the fact that Jerry called my phone. That that sticks that sticks in your craw for some reason. That Jerry actually called my cell phone from his cell phone. Well, when you told me, you're like, "Listen, Jerry just called my." I said, "Jerry, we're on a first name basis with the goat." Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Rice called you. That's really really cool. Yeah, so that's uh, awesome. It was a great interview. It actually appears in the current issue of uh, Beckett Vintage Collector. So. You can see the interview in its entirety in print. Uh, I'm a big fan of print. Um, I've been working with Beckett for about a year now. It's kind of a bucket list thing for me. I've been a, a collector and a fan of, of major sports since I was a little kid. Um, so to be a part of the Beckett team has been fantastic. I also write for Sports Collectors Daily. You know, you'll see interviews pop up literally every other day for me on, on Sports Collectors Daily as well. So we've got a couple things going, a couple irons in the fire. We're doing the podcast here, of course. We're launching a TV pilot. We got a lot going on in, in the big sports world right now. Yeah. I want to ask you, what, what's your favorite thing to collect? Rookie cards. Rookie cards. Period. Baseball, basketball, and football. Just that's what I grew up liking. For whatever reason, the rookie yeah. card always held some type of mystique for me. And a lot of people, obviously. It's a big part of the sport and the industry. I just always been into rookie cards, whether it be turn of the century tobacco cards from nineteen oh nine up to, you know, Luka Doncic, you know. 2018 prism basketball rookie and everything in between I always collected you know like superstars stars even some mid-level guys that I just happen to like for whatever reason just but I always I was always always a rookie card guy I never really got a ton of memorabilia myself I appreciate it but I, I I've always been a card guy so you're not like a game day jersey guy not you're more all. of a rated rookie guy 100 <laughs> really I, the jersey thing if i'm not playing i don't need to be wearing a jersey i was never a jersey guy you but can that's count a, but that's the thing the game day jerseys yeah i mean they hold a lot of value yeah i just never but you're uh, you're a card guy you like your rookie cards that's it so what's that's your it. what's your what's your rookie card what do you got what do you oh, got in that dude. vault you're killing just me. one give me one what do you got in that vault? Uh, 8485 Michael Jordan star yeah, okay. XRC. There you go. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's going to be We're not going to tell anybody where you live. 
84, 85 Jordan. Yeah. That's like his the star ex- card. Yeah. That's his extended rookie card. His his widely considered rookie is 86, 87 Fleer basketball, which is the kind of the iconic image where you see him kind of like gliding towards the hoop ready to throw mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. But actually, he had, he had a star card. That was actually the name of the company, Star Company, you know, a few years prior. And that was a, a far scarcer card. And, uh, you know, there's a lot to that. That could be an episode in and of itself. But well, that's, listen, that's I, my card. I know we're on episode one, but maybe <laughs> episode six, seven, we could get Jordan. Let's do it. <laughs> we have a hell of a lineup going already. So it, listen, if Michael, Jor- if Michael Jordan's calling you, we're never speaking ever again. <laughs> that's something we talked about off the air. It, it is it is such a cool thing to be able to interact with these yeah. guys that we considered literally superhuman or even godlike growing up it's it's just a, such a cool thing so uh, i'm living the dream what can i say yeah congratulations yeah so congratulations that, that was fun um just things that i took away from the rice interview itself i i flat out asked him about his well at that time was the the record sale for his rookie card he just said he was floored hmm. like he was he was mm-hmm. he was surprised that people would pay that much for a jerry rice rookie and i think a lot of the athletes probably feel that way like that don't follow the hobby, you know, you're someone paid 30 grand for my card, 40, 50, 80 grand for my card. I mean, that's those are big numbers you're throwing out at this point, you know. Yeah, it is. And the whole interview, he's so humble, yeah, still always about it, yeah, which goes back to the whole classy yeah. thing. But, um, yeah, for him to say he was floored about it, yeah, what you're, you're saying you're a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, you're not a normal person. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, he he knows that because he, he kind of even joked later when I asked him about, you know, th- when I mentioned the the man cave or if he had, you know, the the accolades he could fill, you know, <laughs> hotels with the, the, the trophies. Yeah. He actually that was one of the funniest things I do mention to people even to this day where he mentioned, well, you know, if if I kept all my awards and trophies, there wouldn't be a place for me to live in the house. <laughs> so that was kind of like a little flex without, you yeah. know. Yeah, you you know you know you're talking. He's to got Jerry all the Rice. room to flex, man. <laughs> yeah. He could flex. You know you're for talking days. to the goat. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of funny that he threw that out there, but just just great fun. So it was it was a, a pleasure. Like I said, it's in the current issue of Beckett Vintage. Take a look there. Um, the price of Rice's rookies. Uh, when I talked to him, Golden Auctions, which is a, a New Jersey based auction house, uh, had sold one for right 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 above right north of twenty nine thousand. Within a few days, uh, PWCC, which is a major auction house on eBay, they sold one. Uh, and these are PSA 10, 1986 tops, Jerry Race rookies, sold for $31,655. Unbelievable. And that's not counting tax and fees. So, you know, you're north of 32 grand, 33 grand. Plus, you're paying 80 shipping, $80 to ship it. Is it because <laughs> of the legendary status of Jerry Rice, or is it because of the distribution? It's a, it's Back a, then. It's such a such a intricate, complicated thing that gets more complicated by the day. First of all, it's a PSA 10. There's only about 50 of those in the world right now. That were, and, and 10 is gem. It's basically perfect. Uh, the 86 tops cards, they they were bordered. It looked like it looked like the field. The border was green with like the white stripes. It looked like a football I remember field. It. Yep. They were so prone to chipping and nicking those corners and it peel to find a 10. That's one of the hardest sets to find a perfectly gem mint card. So you couple that with the fact that it's the goat and, you know, PSA 10, the, the cachet that a PSA 10 holds. The perfect card. The perfect card, in a sense. Yeah. 
And then now with the crazy market we're in, it's just like this perfect storm of, of wow. record price after record price after record price. So amazing. Crazy. Amazing. When I was a uh, younger, probably, well, I, I go back to 11, 12, 13. Uh, my best friend at the time, uh, we'd always have sleepovers and stuff, you know, and play video games. And in his little vault, he had a Jerry Rice rookie. Oh, right? yeah. You know, I remember that. He had a Joe Montana, a Jerry Rice, and there was another one. And it was the Tops. Yeah. But I, he's like this. This is where it's at. And he prob- <laughs> and probably, I don't know what he paid at the time, maybe $300. Yeah. I, don't, I have no yeah. idea. But I don't know what, I, I'm not a card enthusiast yeah. like you are, but I can tell you that it was a pristine card. Yeah. But it might not have been a 10, even though looking yeah. at it, it looks pristine, yeah. right? I mean, to be to be a ten, you got to go through all kinds of stuff. It's uh, and the the price of uh, say it's you know Joe Montana's rookie is nineteen eighty one tops, right? So if you have a raw card, which is just the card, it's not graded. That that's kind of the term now. It's a raw card. To hold that in your hand, I mean, you could you could hold it, you know, hand it to ten different people, and they could have ten different ideas of what the grade should be. And when it officially gets encapsulated and graded by PSA or BGS or SGC or one of the grading companies. Ultimately, that's still a person's opinion of what the card is. Obviously, it holds a lot of weight, but at the same time, it's still one person or two people's opinion of what the grade of this card is. So it's tough. And going from a raw card to a PSA 10 or BGS 9.5 or 10, there's such a wide gamut of of grades, of values, of, you know, it's just such... You know, you see a price, a record price. Oh, well, I have that card. Well, the odds of you having a PSA 10, Jerry Rice, as stated, there's only 50 in the world, probably not great. So you might have something that's 50 bucks or well, 60 or 100, you know. I mean, I know we got some stuff to get to quick. But yeah. if, if, if somebody out there listening right now has a Jerry Rice rookie card, yeah. how can they get that graded? Where do they go? Well, how do they know maybe it is a 10? Yeah. Or maybe it's a 1. Yeah. <laughs> Where do they go? <laughs> Uh, P- PSA is kind of the industry leader. BGS, which is actually Beckett, they have a grading service. BGS, SGC is kind of the third. They're kind of the big three, I guess, in grading. There's other companies, but those are the three most reputable. You can either open an account yourself and start submitting cards, and you pay based on turnaround time, based on now they kind of ding you for value of the card. If it's a more expensive card, then you're paying, you know, for that. Um, the the grading thing is an episode into itself too, because with the overwhelming volume these companies are seeing the turnaround times where you might be paying for you know seven days or 14 or 30 you're not getting them for six months a year i mean there's these companies are so backed up right now that if you just went out and submitted a few cards today it's going to be six to eight months maybe a year more till you see them so right now is a really rough time to start getting your cards graded to be completely honest. It certainly sounds that way for sure. They're overwhelmed. They're hiring, you know, staff, the the companies are selling to larger companies are gobbling up for hundreds of millions of dollars. These grading companies, it's it, the market is, is off the rails at the moment. So, you know, (laughs) speaking of off the rails and speaking of being close to the Super Bowl, Yeah. The goat, one of the goats, quarterback goat, Tom Grady. Tom Brady, his uh, contenders, 2000 playoff contenders, rookie auto, PSA 10, sold on eBay for $550,000 recently. $550,000. 
on eBay, not even at an auction house, not you know, yeah. not at gray flannel auctions or golden auctions or you know, mile high auctions on eBay. Over half a million dollars for a football card. <laughs> for one football card. Yeah. One football card. What about Mahomes? Does he hold value? This is this is an interesting fact that I I, I, I checked about Patrick Mahomes and it was through Sports Collectors Daily. They had posted a, an article. eBay has sold over thirty million dollars worth of Patrick Mahomes rookie cards in the last twelve months. eBay as a whole. Oh, let me repeat that. <laughs> eBay has sold over thirty million dollars worth of Patrick Mahomes rookie cards from 2017. So it's that's just laughable. It's safe to say it's going off the rails. Yeah, yeah, and that doesn't count like unopened packs and boxes from that year, because those are you know we have some at the shop. I mean, you can't buy one or resell one for under you know six eight hundred dollars for a box of you know ten packs of car. 2017 is hot. So thirty million dollars. That's just single Patrick Mahomes cards, not counting. Probably nearly that much more of boxes and packs and cases. Unbelievable. $30 million in the last 12 months of just Patrick Mahomes. In the last year of just Mahomes. Rookie year cards. <laughs> if that doesn't tell you we're a rat and hobby, I don't know what does. That's unbelievable. That's, that's just unbelievable. That's unbelievable. What else is unbelievable? I don't know. Our next episode. Can you tell me what you have <laughs> for our next episode? Are we gonna Are we gonna tease them with it? Yeah. Okay. I want to know. Jerry Rice, Week One, right? Episode One. Where are we going next? Episode Two, interview with Cal Ripken Jr. Oh my God, the Iron mm-hmm. Man. The Iron Man. One of the most impactful and influential baseball players ever. The Iron Man, Cal Ripken Jr. Who was as cool as you would imagine he would be to talk to about sports cards, baseball cards, his autograph, rookie cards. I can't wait to hear it. Next episode, tune in. All right. I'll be listening. You're, you're going to be here. <laughs> All right. Fair. You're going to be here. You have no choice. <laughs> All right. I'll be here. <laughs> That's going to be a wrap for our rookie card episode of Off Center with Tony Reed. Tune in next time. Cal Ripken Jr. and much, much more. <laughs>